Amen. Right on. What would Jesus undo today? I want to talk about spiritual development in America, more particularly our spiritual development, the way that we as Christians are growing or allowing ourselves to be discipled uh, in America is, is very broken. I think Jesus would come in and say like, hey, we got some work to do in this area of how we're growing as Christians, because what Americans have done is they've substituted spiritual development for just church attendance. You understand? They just said, well, I went to church. I went to church this week. Uh, I prayed at dinner, (laughs) right? And all those things are good. Of course, it's silly of me as a pastor to get up here and start to talk down to church attendance. Uh, But that's one thing that that Jesus would come and really undo, Uh, not, not because it's like, oh, we should be at church, but it's how we've said, hey, I'm fine with not growing spiritually. I'm fine with not developing. I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. Good enough. And then essentially what we do is we come to churches or we listen to sermons online or we maybe even read a devotional here and there uh, almost for the purpose of not feeling bad about ourselves or just for the entertainment. You know, we can come to church and just kind of play the thing. And so uh, today is kind of an intro to next week. Next week is by far my favorite sermon of this series. Uh, Looking forward to getting to it. And so it's not really a part one and part two. It's more like intro this week and then hammer next week. And so really want you to be with us. Uh, But spiritual development, uh, it's something that even as I mentioned to you now, it gets us thinking like, how do I spiritually develop? How am I spiritually even developing? I, I don't even know. If you're saying that just attending church isn't enough, then, then I wonder what I'm doing. And so the good thing is I'm not here to shame you. I'm not here to guilt you. Uh, I'm here to say the good thing is none of us, and that even means me, none of us have arrived in this. None of us have arrived in the fact that like, oh, yeah, 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 we've gotten to the point where we're spiritually developed because The scripture says we go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. We're always growing in God. But the point of it is we have to be in a place that we're always growing in God. Because you can put it on pause. You can stop yourself. You can just say, hey, this is it. I'm comfortable with this. And and, uh, sadly, that's what a lot of religious institutions have actually done. They've said, hey, this is our theology. This is what we believe. And this is exactly how we're going to keep it. I'm not talking about changing theologies and rewriting the Bible. I'm just saying to say, no risk, not going after God. I just want to go through the motions. I mean, you know what I'm talking about, which is so bizarre because in our current culture, we like in our lives, we don't do that about anything. We, we, we want progress in everything. Uh, it's like, hey, you get a car, you would never be like, phew, I've got this car, I've come in, you know, my car has been born again, I got a new car, and uh, this is it, this is it for me, this is it for life, I don't ever aspire to see any progress in this car, or this home, or in this job career, or in anything. Actually, it's quite the opposite. Americans, and, and us as people, and I even believe the way that God wired us is, he wired us to be people with an appetite for progression, for development, for advancing, uh, I was live streaming a concert last night and listening to the message boards and people talk. And I was listening to so many people complain about lacks of progress in certain songs and different things as a band that's been around for 25 years. And so it's interesting, as I knew this sermon was coming, I'm just watching the people basically describe how they're frustrated with lack of development, lack of progress, lack of this or that. And, um, and I'm sitting over here going like, it's so funny how only in church do we defend wanting to stay stagnant. Isn't it true? I mean, everything you want to see more and dream for more. And then, there's, and then we spiritually, a lot of times as Christians, defend staying exactly the same way. 
And so it's just so counter opposite. And so there's a lot of work done in scripture that's, that, that challenges us and grow and develop and do more. And here's the deal. Uh, my kids got in trouble last night. They were playing with our bounce house. And, um, and of course, I was near. It's not in, in, I don't want you to think like, oh, they were playing with power cords and you were across the street. <laughs> but I was near. And, uh, and so their bounce house was going. And, of course, the temptation was to turn it off and let it deflate. And then they would play in it and then quick turn it back on before they suffocated and whatever. And uh, these kids, they do crazy things now. But uh, so the first time I went out there, I was like, guys, you know, this is electricity and it can hurt you. We don't turn it on and off. We don't unplug it. We don't do other stuff. And um, so, of course, I did what every parent does. I go around the corner and I wait 30 seconds and they're obeying me perfectly. Oh, wait. They had a slip up this time. Rarely. So I wait 30 seconds. It wasn't too much longer. Of course, the power is going on and off again. So I come around the corner. Of course, I disciplined them. That was the end of the night. And um, it's like, hey, you guys are in trouble. Now you have to go wash my truck and then go to bed. You know, it's like <laughs> good parenting. And so, so bring them in go to bed. Of course, before they go to bed, you're brushing teeth. And so I'm saying, I'm saying, Caroline, she's five and a half. I'm saying, listen, you know that that's not a good thing, right? You didn't listen. You didn't. What, so why isn't it a good thing? Well, it's not a good thing because I could have got hurt, right? Why doesn't daddy want you to get hurt? Why don't you want to get hurt? Well, because you love me, right? Right. So we don't want you hurt because we love you and we care about you. And I said, honey, you really have to start learning this listening thing. You're five and a half years old. You really got to start getting this because, and I'm giving her the big picture of listening and, uh, and it'll be fixed. You older, you parents with older kids, just let me believe that I'll have it solved by the end of the year. <laughs> don't tell me that it goes on forever. <clears throat> so, hey, so, you know, look, honey, at the end of the year, we're going to get this fixed. You're going to listen every time. And, uh, and so, and so and at the end, so the end of the whole thing, I said, listen, honey, the reason daddy wants you to do this, yes, because I love you, yes, because I want you to say, but because I want you to grow up. I want you to be able to get this stuff right. I want you to be able to learn, and I want you to be able to. And, and so my heart's desire for her is to just mature and to grow into all that she has, right? What a terrible parent I would be if it was like, no, we want to make excuses for them. We want to keep them held back. I don't care to see her develop. I don't really. It's insane. But we do it in our development as Christians. We say, I'm born again, and I'm saved, and I'm on my way to heaven. Don't do anything. Don't press me in any way. Don't encourage me in any way. A spiritual term would be like, don't cheer me on in any way to development because I'm happy where I'm at. Well, that would be insane as our heavenly father to be like, let's just keep him there. No, his heart is the same as mine as a parent. I want you to win. I want you to succeed. I want you to come into the fullness of all that I have for you. So we have to what? We got to grow. We can't just sit stagnant. Amen. Uh, Philippians 1.9 says this, I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. Uh, really what this is saying uh, it, when it says blameless lives until pure and blameless, uh, it's one translation of it says, I want you to live a successful life in the ways of God, whether you call it righteousness or holiness or whatever. It's like, look, and, and it says by the way that you do that, by the way that you grow into a pure and a holy and a righteous and a right standing way is if you're a person who continues to grow in love and understanding in what? The ways of God. Are you with me? There's no thing in here saying like, oh, you've gotten to a point, you get your badge, like you're good to go. No, it's we got to keep going. We got to keep going. Uh, salvation is a great thing. It's great to be born again and to be on your way to heaven. But I just love that it's even called being born again. 
because it's a symbol of starting over a new way of being developed. I'll say it again. Salvation, being born again, simplifies us being people who were once one way, now born again, and now we start over in the progress of being developed. Um, and many of us go, I'm, I'm just saved. I'm good. And you're staying stuck as that baby. And what's weird is in our lives, uh, we would never celebrate that of our child. We just had a child. And so, of course, she comes out, and you're so thankful, and all that stuff is going on. But then there, you still have concern. You, you, you still have doctors come in and they do more tests and they do hearing tests and they do all these other things and, and, and there's care for the family and, you know, I'm requesting sandwiches and all the stuff that you need for your family to develop after having a child. And, uh, and so that's what we do. So even you're, you're looking for what right off the bat? Progression. You're looking for growth. You're looking for development. You're looking to make sure that advancement can take place. Are you with me? And as the children continue to develop, that's what you continue to look at. You look down on their life and you're hoping that you're seeing them grow and learn and make breakthrough and have advancements all the way on to the rest of their life. Amen? And uh, Paul actually gives this writing as he's writing to the Galatians. uh, He comes at it from this heart of a parent. You can actually almost feel his angst in this about the church that he's writing to. He says this, Galatians 4.19, he says, My dear children, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. Uh, and so he's saying, like, I'm in this struggle as I'm working with you to see you develop. Now, this childbirth, other things say, uh, basically, this place of parenting. That's why he's saying, my dear children, these people who are developing, he's like, I'm saying to you, I'm in this process, this progression, this pain of seeing you form this Christ-likeness on the inside of you. Does that make sense? So he's saying, look, there's this thing being formed on the inside of you you need to be conscious of. Or there's, we could even say, there's this thing being formed around you or outside of you, being your, your, your child, the thing that you're raising, your, your walk with God. Am I making sense? We've got this thing to develop, this thing to grow. Uh, I thought about this. It's easy to lose sight of this Christ that's being formed in you. Many of us go throughout the week and you get busy. You have Monday and you have Tuesday and you have Monday. You have all of these things that get you distracted from that Christ, like the scripture says, that's being formed in you. But it's important for us to pay attention to what's being formed in us, right? But the easy thing is out of sight, out of mind is true. We don't see it. We don't know. We don't pay. But you have to pay attention to it. Amen. Like a mom or like a parent, uh, you could say it like this as I observed Jess and her pregnancy Scripture says this, it says, there is one thing that we love that we cannot see, speaking of God. Are you with me? (laughs) So we have this Christ that's being formed in us. It's this thing that we love. It's holiness. It's righteousness. It's this process of development and growing and advancement. It says, we love it. We have love for it. But at times we, we don't get to see it. At the end of the day, you know, it's not like you get to lay down your Christian walk and look how it's grown. And, oh, look at my Christian walk. It doesn't fit in newborn anymore. This is great. Go get the thing. I told you we should have got more of whatever's after newborn. Is that, I don't know, something T, something T, right? Nine T, I don't know. <laughs> 70 T, I don't know. <laughs> but we don't get to do that. It's not like you get to measure it. It's not like, oh, look at this, how this thing is going. But you, you, you know that it's growing. You know that you come into an atmosphere like this. And something's happening, and a sermon is spoke, or a song is worshipped, and, and you feel that growth and that development and that progression of your relationship with God. Am I making sense with you? And so it's that thing that you love that you cannot see. First John says, loving him who we have not seen. 
We haven't seen them. Maybe you've had a vision of them, but, but there's this thing that you love. And so I love this parallel of either a mom or a parent, maybe someone through the childbirth or uh, uh, just a parent who's, who's loving on the development of a kid. Uh, it's saying, look, you respond to that thing like a parent would respond whether it be a mom who has this inward dwelling or whether it be a dad or a parent who, who has this passion to see this thing develop and grow. It's something that's on your heart and in your mind. Are you with me? I can be at the office and have my heart thinking about the way that my kids are growing and developing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, they're going to the splash pad today. Cool. I hope Charlie doesn't beat up a lot of kids today. I hope we grow <laughs> in that. I'm sorry if he did to your kids this week. Well, some of them. Some of them I tell them, now that kid you can hit. That's fine. <laughs> We don't hit girls. You got to get one of her girlfriends to pull her hair and then you. But you can be out of sight, out of mind and still be thinking about the development and the love and the care and the process of that thing that's being formed and developed. Amen. I'm saying you don't have to be in a worship experience or hear sermons, but you, you can be driving, you can be going throughout daily life and you can be having that, that progression of what God is doing in your life on your heart and in your mind. I think it's dangerous if the only time you checked in on progress or growth or would be just a church service or just maybe when you are worshiping or whatever, I think all throughout the day, you need to be asking God to speak to you or teach you something or lead you, grow that thing, right? It would be dangerous if a mother was growing a child and then she's like, hey, just on Sundays, I'm going to you know, feed and, and, and grow. Or, or what if we did that to our kids? It's like, hey, kids, it's Sunday. You get to eat today. And then we're going to skip, we're going to neglect it. It wouldn't grow healthy. Amen. And we do the same thing like to this spiritual development. We just say, hey, it's for Sunday or hey, it's for this. Uh, and no, we need to respond to that inward dwelling of that Christ that's being formed in us. Amen. Moms, when they find out that they're pregnant immediately, uh, their diet changes. And so that means no more triple shot Starbucks, right? You got to put that aside. And, and uh, some of you other you know, people that get all those expensive drinks at those restaurants, you don't get those anymore. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to be careful and I don't have a lot of time. So, but what I'm trying to say is your diet and your appetite must change when you're growing something on the inside of you. It's the same thing to be true in your spiritual development. When there's a Christ being formed in you, when there's a work being done in you, it ought to change the appetite that you have for things in life. You can't go out and do the same old things you used to do and talk the same old way you used to talk and be the same. No, there, there's an appetite. There's a, there's a thing on the inside that needs to be uh, differently taken care of. Why? Because there's a Christ being formed on the inside of you. Amen. And so we got to change what we look at. I thought about it like this. Uh, when the scripture says that you work out your own salvation, uh, it's that thing that's being formed in you. You're constantly working that thing out. You're developing it. You're growing it. Amen. The scripture says that it's Christ in you. That's the hope of glory. What is it talking about? It's talking about this thing, this, this thing that you're growing, that you're developing, that you're maturing. Why? Because the world needs it. It's the hope of glory. So for us to just say, no, I'm good, leaving it what it is, and I don't want to grow in God. And I'm saying, Jesus would come in and be like, hey, we've substituted development with just church attendance or entertainment. No, no. He's like, we got to get this thing straight because the world needs to see the hope of glory in you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Scripture also says that we have this treasure in what? In earth, in vessel, meaning in you. 
this thing of God and this work that he's doing in you. It's this treasure. And what do you do with treasure? You nourish it. You take care of it. You protect it. Are you with me? The scripture says this. I love this. That the whole creation, all of creation groans in travail, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. One translation of manifestation says signs. So let me read it to you this way. The whole creation groans in travail, waiting for the signs of the sons of God. Why does that matter? Well, because a sign is proof of something that's happening, right? And so it's a proof that there's development. You know, I can't walk around and be like, oh, you know, my kids are growing up so big. Look at them. They're, they're, they're out there just swinging on those swings. I don't see them swinging on swings. You keep talking about all the glory of God. I don't see any glory. We do that in church, right? He's so glorious. He's so wonderful. He got it. He's a thing. People are looking at it being like, I don't. We need some signs is what I'm trying to say. We need some proofs. That's why the scripture says in these last days, there's going to be what? Signs and wonders. People looking unto things being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that person used to be so messed up. Man, you remember them? They were just the worst of the worst. They were like just crazy people, like Spartan fans. They were just bad people. (laughs) And now God has picked them up put them on a solid rock in Ann Arbor and bless them. (laughs) But these signs and wonders of like, look at that. Look at that life change. How could that be? And we can say, well, it's it's the way that God has spiritually developed me and grown me and advanced me. Amen. Something is wrong if there isn't progression. You know, we're going through life and you're watching your kids or you're watching and you just, you see that they can't progress. What's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to run to a place that you can get help to make sure that that thing grows. How come we don't do that in our spiritual walk and in our church life? We, we stay stuck and we don't progress and we're comfortable with lukewarm and we're fine staying behind. And then, no, the, the heart should be, oh, man, I, I got to progress this thing. Amen. Progression is actually crazy when you think about it, especially in the terms of having kids or the things that you do to nurture your kids. Uh, uh, it's just it's crazy. Uh, growing with kids and, and developing and this whole nurturing thing that even Paul's mentioning just makes you do crazy things. And in the real world, we're fine with that. So last night, you know, we're conscious of our kids uh, with a new baby. You know, so we have a five and a half year old, three and a half year old, and you just want to make sure feelings don't get hurt. So we're strategically spending extra time with them individually. Uh, so it's like, hey, I'm going to go out here and do this thing because we don't want them to whatever. So Charlie, and of course, it's like 9,000 degrees outside. And uh, we set up our little bounce house. It's like this Walmart bounce house. It's like $90 and its weight limit is like 23 pounds, right? And so of course, Charlie wants to go out there and wrestle with me in it. Um, and just for those of you that don't know, I'm a little over 25 pounds. And uh, <laughs> that was his thing. And so, you know, it's like, hey, we love him. I care about his development. I want him to be secure in this whole process as we're adding a new baby. So I'm literally in my backyard, basically half collapsing this thing on itself, playing and having fun and letting this kid literally like punch me in the face. (laughs) And I'm just thinking like, if the neighbors are watching on the other deck, like this child is literally abusing me while we're also collapsing and suffocating into this thing. And then later I'm giving my kids speeches about how we need to be safe in our toys. But anyway... It makes you do crazy things, right, parenting. The process is what I'm trying to say of getting it right and developing and growing and just making advancements. It just makes you do crazy things. And it's funny how when we get into a place like this, a spiritual atmosphere, and God calls you to do something to grow you, that we go, oh, no, I can't do that. I would look weird. It might be weird. I might feel uncomfortable. 90 degrees outside, thing collapsing in on me, kid punching me in the face. 
for that, it's like, yeah, big picture, growing my child. But for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, we like put lines like, oh, that would be a bit much, God. <laughs> we come in here and we sing a song that's like, and we're saying, all hail King Jesus. They're saying, oh, what are we, a cult? We're singing all hail King Jesus. Well, hold on. It's not a big deal when I go to the big house and there's 112,000 of us singing hail to the big. It's my ringtone. It's not weird when we do it like that, right? It's not weird when we do it like guys with shirts off, hugging people we don't know, like, yeah, for a football team that can't do anything for me. But when we come in here with, oh, Fields Cultists, we're saying, hail King Jesus, the one who saved your soul and has created eternity. Are, are you with me? It, it, the spiritual development, it will make things crazy. My wife, with this pregnancy, seriously, I'm not sure if there was like, firecrackers happening outside or she would go to get out of the bed and her hips would like, I'm not saying like, it would be like pop. It'd be like, I'm like under my pillow. Like <laughs> she would have so many cracks and pops and things. And I would be like, do we have to go to the, I'm calling them ambulance. She's like, Oh no, it's normal. It's fine. My hips are just opening up. We're just getting ready for that. And I'm like, <laughs> and moms do that. They're just like, Oh, it's fine. Yeah. My feet, they should look like Shrek. This is fine. That's fine. <laughs> You think I'm talking about swelling. I'm talking about greenness. <laughs> like, you should take a shower. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> All that stuff in the natural world, we're like, cool, development, great. We're comfortable. We're progressing. All that stuff we're comfortable with. But when God calls us to a little bit of things that get us a little bit out of a comfort zone, we're like, bubble boy. Oh, no, that's crazy. I would never put my... Are you with me? Yeah. And, and the Paul, Paul, he's like, hey, listen... Look, this whole process, I'm like a parent to you, and it's crazy, and I'm travailing with you because it's just this thing, and we just got to commit to it because, like I said to my daughter, at the end of it all, it's so much better. If we can just trust God and go with him all the way, the end result is so much better. Amen? The problem that we're seeing in Christianity is that most people are like us when we have a kid. What you've seen on Facebook since we've had our child is what people love. Oh, cute pictures and da-da-da, and like we put all that stuff up. But that's nothing like what it's been like since Wednesday. You know what it's been like. Babies crying and kids setting things on fire. I mean, all of the stuff that goes with it. And that's what we do with Christianity. We go, oh, I love God, and I love Christianity. And, and we, we, just want, you know, we just want the fun side of parenting. We want the fun side of church, but the reality is it's a work and a grind. That's why Jesus said um, it's actually like taking up your own cross. And that's why the scripture says, it's not I that live anymore. It's Christ that live in me. It's that progress, that progression, that development. What we have in America is we have a whole bunch of custody Christians. They only want the child that they're growing on weekends. They're going to go to the mall, and they're going to go to Bounce House, and they're going to have fun time, and then they're going to give it back when it gets hard. Are you with me? We need people who are willing to commit to the process for true growth because, like the Scripture says, we got a world waiting to see the hope of glory in us. Amen? Why don't you stand to your feet? Next week is going to be so much fun. Um, I really want you to do your best to try to be here. Uh, as we just kind of develop. I'm going I'm to segue a little bit, but this is a little bit of an intro to this development thing. Again, anybody who pays great money uh, or, or has great care about what they're, what they're setting out to accomplish. So a business leader, uh, business guys in our church, I'll tell us, and other people and athletes. When you want the 
maximum result. And all of you in here would say that you want that with God, maximum result, best. What you do is you bring people into your life who can take a look at your life and show you your opportunities for growth. Are you with me? Problem is we feel like failures. When someone comes in and says, oh, that's not good, that's not good. We go, oh, look at how I'm failing. No, those aren't failures. Those are opportunities for you to grow. So life coaches and athletes get personal trainers. All these people come in and go like, hey, you know, if you can make these adjustments, man, it's going to be so much better for your business and for your life. That's what the word of God is called to do for our life. And so in these next couple of weeks, you know, especially in next week, just, just we're going to come in and we're going to hear the word and we're going to be like, hey, next week when I'm leaving, I know that we're going to be able to look at the word and be like, hey, these are some areas that I have untapped growth that I can be better, we can be better, my family can grow because I'm allowing God's word to speak to these areas that I can develop, amen? So definitely don't miss week next week, be with us and um, I know you'll get a lot out of it. So let me pray for you and then we'll give you a couple announcements and take off. God, we love you so much. We're so grateful for your word and your ways and all the ways you're speaking to us. God, we, we don't wanna stay up people who are stuck. God, we wanna go forward. We wanna spiritually progress with you. We wanna advance from faith to faith and glory to glory. God, let us be a people who are comfortable in the uncomfortable, where we can trust you the ways that you're leading us outside of the boat and walking on water. Lord, I pray that all those ways uh, are things that we desire, things that we pursue so that we can get full growth in you. In Jesus' name, amen.